Let's log on to the internet, shall we? What's Trending brought to you by Geico. you got choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to geico.com or stop by the Geico office nearest to you. Let's get it. Speaking of NC State football, they travel to Syracuse on Saturday, 3.30. You'll see the Wolfpack and the Orange match up in a top 25 clash. We are unlikely to see NC State quarterback Devin Leary. He did not break a bone, Joe. We know yeah. this. But either if it's a sprain or a muscle issue, particularly with that pectoral muscle, he is unlikely to play on Saturday. Yeah. The question is, and when will we see him again? Dave Doran earlier this week had said it could be one week, it could be six. Devin Leary does not need surgery. That, However, the injury can be rehabbed, but he has not ruled uh, Leary even out for, the, for this game. But the question does become... Devin Leary has a pro future. So NC State needs to do what's right Yeah, by Devin Leary. I wrote about this for on WRLSportsFan.com, and I have no doubt that NC State won't put Devin Leary's health first. I, I, I but found it's a, that. It's an odd, uh, it's been an odd week where Dave Doran sometimes thinks he's playing chess when he's really just playing checkers. Yeah, I don't understand what that accomplishes from NC State. We, we kind of saw what happened. I think we understand, and we've had enough news now to Hard understand. Hard shot while he was throwing What's the ball to on. the right shoulder, and then here's the landed other, on it. Here's the other part of it, too. Your next two ACC games are winnable without Devin Leary. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't think that's you. I think you. I think you referenced this on Monday when it came to Jack Chambers. That was one of those give Dave Doran credit yeah. moves. Little sneaky, nobody talking about him insurance situation. Twenty-five year old walk on, quote unquote. Well, we um, broke that news on the uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah, that that he's, he's not. Being, he's being helped by the the pack of wolves. Yeah, yes. he's, he's not really a walk on, walk on. He's a pack of wolves scholar athlete, I guess, or however you want to call it. Right? He's an nil. He has an nil deal. He's yes. an nil deal, and that's cool. I mean, it's good that NC State actually understands what they can do with those situations. Yeah. And if you're We're smart, like I said, give him credit. But here's the. And by the way, when it comes to this kind of stuff, fans. All right, if you want your school to be successful. It's not so much about giving money to the facilities anymore, all right? And we've heard college football coaches talk about this uh, at the beginning of the season. Facilities are 2000, what's the old uh, boom, boom, pow? The old uh, Black Eyed Peas is 2000 and late yes. when it comes to facilities. Now all that money needs to be directed to talent. And if your collective isn't on the ball, well, then you're going to miss out on some potential saves down the line. Carolina and Duke, especially with basketball at Duke, yeah. they're on the ball. Carolina's been very open about their aggressive measures for that. And obviously, Pack of Wolves exists for NC State. And what you're seeing with Jack Chambers is a little bit of the future going forward well, Smart in college move. football. We saw Chambers in the fourth quarter yep. against Florida State. Now, he didn't, he didn't complete a pass. He only attempted one. Uh, but he did leave, lead three different drives and help NC State win that game. His mobility, I do believe, is a plus. Look, Syracuse has a has one of the best defenses in the ACC. NC State has one of the best defenses in the ACC. I think that is your point about can NC State win without Devin Leary in this game in particular. I think they it's can. It's not shortchanging Syracuse. No. This is a Styles make fights matchup. And Dave Doran is 7-2 and two against Syracuse. It's his best record against an Atlantic Division opponent. He, he's had success against them because they like to run the ball. And the one thing NC State's been really good at consistently under Dave Doran is stopping the run. Next up. 
<laughs> very golfy as we're at the SAS Championship. Uh, 10.30 tonight, the Canes are on the road for game two of the regular season. Their opponent, the San Jose Sharks, all eyes are going to be on Brent Burns' return to San Jose. Uh, he was acquired by the Carolina Hurricanes in the offseason. Brent Burns, part of a, of a makeover with offseason moves to get older. Um, he's already a fan favorite. The team's already embraced him. And he's got a great story. He's got a great look. And I'll be curious to see how he's motivated. It's actually something I think you said on yesterday's show, Julio, that in the world of hockey, they never mince words when it comes to these. <laughs> they don't shortchange these. They don't they, they don't try to give you the misdirection. Oh, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't play. No. It's just another game. Uh-uh. It's never just another game. <laughs> no. These games actually mean something to the players. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Although there is a bit of news. Walt Ruff, who is the team reporter for the Carolina Hurricanes, tweeted out that Andre Kasha uh, is headed back to the triangle uh, because of concussion symptoms. Those are just the details we have on social media. I don't know when these concussion symptoms occurred. Was it a practicing? Was it a late-stage thing from Wednesday's season opener? I'm not so sure, but that's the news coming from Walt Ruff, Carolina Hurricanes team reporter on Twitter. Akasha is headed back. Game time is at 10.30. You can catch Stormwatch with Adam Gold at 10 o'clock and then check out the aftermath with Gold and a Canes Corner morning after pod immediately following. Next up. You're such a big Yankee fan, Joe. Let me I know, test your right? knowledge. What was the name of the pitcher in 2007 who was swarmed by the midges in the playoffs oh, at Cleveland? Oh man, was it um, was it was it my uh, my thick king? Was it, it was your thick king? Yes. I can't wait. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll accept that as the answer. Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba Chamberlain. Thank Jabba you. Jabba Chamberlain. Yes. I bring this up because the Yankees and, and Guardians are headed back to Cleveland. Yeah. And it looks like the series will be tied at 1-1. The Guardians have a 4-2 lead right now in the 10th. But, yes, the midges have hatched no! along Lake Erie. Oh, no. And, yes, they are expected to be a nuisance for Game 3 Great. on Saturday night at Progressive Field. Great. Houston is uh, Houston's enjoying this? Jordan Alvarez, my gosh. He just keeps hitting big home run after big home run. You Now, it's a regular season award. I know. It's a regular season award. Joe, um, Aaron Judge should be the MVP. Sure. But you had, you had queried, was there someone else out there who had a more valuable season? My gosh, in the playoffs, if it's not Air Jordan, I don't know what in the world it is. Next up, number two. To the NFL, where apparently there's a brewing quarterback controversy in Dallas. Now, look, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, joked. It was a joke that he hoped there was a quarterback controversy that would brew with Cooper Rush filling in for Dak Prescott, uh, who, you know, initial reports were that he was going to come back after six weeks. With Cooper Rush, the Dallas Cowboys have looked pretty good. But let's understand why the Dallas Cowboys have looked pretty good as they've won games, and they're getting ready to take on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. It's their defense, and it's it's their defense and understanding what they're good at offensively that has gotten them here. They beat some good teams by a four-man front that can absolutely wreak havoc on opposing team quarterbacks. That's how they've gotten here, but that's not how the NFL industrial take complex works. It's because the quarterback... You don't want to mess with what's working. And Cooper Rush is that dude. So what happens, Joe, if they beat the Eagles on Sunday night? 
What do you do? You're not feeling this as a Patriots 0-1 type no. situation? No. Where an unknown, plucky, sixth-round pick, Tom Brady supplanted Drew Bledsoe, and the genius of all geniuses, the goat of all goats, Bill yeah. Belichick, bucked conventional wisdom and left Brady in the game, left Brady as the starter, even though Bledsoe, even though you're not supposed to lose your job by injury. I'm not taking no. I'm not. I'm not. I I'm don't not buying know, that. Joe. I don't know because what you just said about the Cowboys' defense is very similar to what the Patriots were okay. in 01 okay. before it was really go time as Tom Brady as the GOAT quarterback. Here's, so. here's Troy Aikman from ESPN's Monday Night Football. He does a, a regular visit with, I think it's 103.5 The Fan in Dallas. and he Or, I'm sorry, The Ticket. Thank you, Dennis. And The Ticket, he was on The Ticket. He had and, a 50-50 chance. Dude, it's they're all we're all the same, you know. Uh, <laughs> so Aikman actually recalls his own time at quarterback with a fake quarterback controversy. Here's what he had to say as it relates to Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott's return. Those become hard questions. It, it, it's the only position it probably happens at because if you're four and zero, five and zero, and your linebacker's out, well, when he's ready to play, he comes back in and plays. But at quarterback, it, there's a lot, obviously, with that position. There's a reason why they change quarterbacks when teams are struggling, regardless of however the quarterback may be playing. Um, but if they're winning. And they win a big road game against Philadelphia. I could see where there is some pause, and you say, "Well, you know, how do how exactly do we handle this?" And and I don't know. I'm not I'm in no way. You know, I can, I can see it now. The headlines are. You know, Aikman says, <laughs> Aikman you know, says which, play which rush. That's not, not, not what I'm. Not what I'm saying at all. So that's uh, that's Troy Aikman on the ticket in Dallas. Here's what I would do if I were the Dallas Cowboys as it relates to Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. What is the rush to bring Dak Prescott back in the grand scheme of things? Ride it out as long as you can. Give Dak Prescott as much time as you can to possibly heal. You got games against the Eagles this weekend, and then you should be able to beat the Detroit Lions with Cooper Rush and that defense. Followed by the Bears. Did, what, what did I just watch last night Ugh, on Monday Night Football? More Thursday bad, night football. awful Thursday Night Football. And look, Justin, there's a conversation about Justin Fields at quarterback and just how much help he actually has with the Chicago Bears. There was a very good point that was made last night about Justin Fields is what happens when an organization that has a regime that is on its last legs and they try to go for the they, they try to get the, their savior right. So they draft Justin Fields, and he's going to be the reason why things turn around, not understanding that the team around Justin Fields was built poorly, and that's how they got themselves in that place in the first place. So they should be able to beat the Bears, and then they got a bye week or an open date before they take on the Green Bay Packers. They should be able to handle the next three weeks, get to the bye week, assess what's going on, see where Dak Prescott's at, and then start getting ready for the playoffs or the NFC East division title. That's what that's what I would do. But this idea that, no, nah, you don't bring Dak Prescott back until when? Until they lose a game? Until the playoffs? No. If, if you're winning with a quarterback, yeah, and we saw it now, Belichick did it. But again, how? Now Belichick did it, but Parcells did it first. True. When Sims got hurt, Hostetler leads him to the Super Bowl. Listen now, if you got something that's going, that's working. And you've talked to enough coaches to know how superstitious all of them I are. I know, man. I know. You are not uh, off a winning streak. You are not changing anything. 
Now, if it, this was a Tim Tebow situation where they were almost winning in spite of the quarterback, I don't think that's the case. I do think they've adjusted to how they go about the game. Now, they take a lot. Dak Prescott takes a lot of shots. He does. Okay? Uh, with both, he gets hit a lot. So, and also with his arm, and he turns the ball over a lot. With this Cooper Rush nonsense from the from the chips, mm-hmm. listen, not turning the ball over, the playing conservative, Tony Pollard running the ball hard. Maybe do that with Dak Prescott. Complimentary offense. You know, they got a lot of things going on there. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. The Washington Commanders under owner Dan Snyder are so terrible that two things happened last night. Ron Rivera, one of the nicest men you'll see in the NFL, broke. And Al Michaels, who carries water for the league because he's part of their broadcast partnerships, went ahead and said the quiet part out loud with Dan Snyder. That's how bad things are. We'll discuss next. Thursday night football seems like people are now hate-watching it. Like, in college football, people enjoy college football for the sickos aspect of it. You might not be familiar with sickos football. It's all based on this meme of a guy at a window, and his shirt says sickos, and he's you know at the window watching something terrible going, ha, 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 yes. And there's an element of college football fandom that really enjoys terra, like, inc- incredible bad, but entertaining products, right? Like, last night, how many points did Central Florida put up? It was like 70 points last night or something like that? Something crazy in college football last night. But with the NFL, it just doesn't have the same vibe. When you watch bad football in the NFL, it will destroy you. And so many people chose to watch bad NFL football last night. 70 to 13. 70 to 13. UCF with 70 points last in- night. Incredible. Temple is really, really. Whoa, whoa. Matt Rule. Matt Rule's available. Whoa. Maybe he comes back and finishes Full the circle. job. Maybe he finishes the job. Uh, it was not a good night for Matt Rule last night. Temple loses 70 13. Baylor loses 43 40. Hey, go back and save your. Why not both? Go, Coach Code. <laughs> so last night was a bad night of football in the NFL. They've had like. Double-digit quarters without actual touchdowns being scored. And you also had a report from ESPN earlier in the day exposing the just the overall awfulness of Dan Snyder, owner of the Dallas of, of the Washington Commanders. And two things happened last night to show you how bad things are with Dan Snyder. With the report that essentially boils down to NFL owners can't stand Dan Snyder, but they can't do anything about it because they're worried about the dirt that he might have on other NFL owners. You have Al Michaels on the broadcast laying it out, saying, man, if he just sell the team, like he's pleading Dan Snyder on a national broadcast on Amazon to sell the team last night. This has been an ongoing story with the investigations and all of that. And the owners have a meeting scheduled in New York on Tuesday. It is not currently on the agenda. Fields under pressure. Just my feeling, I think what the league would love is for Snyder to sell the team. Not have to go to a vote, but just sell the team. Because it's become a major problem around the league, obviously. So that's Al Michaels, play-by-play on Amazon's Thursday Night Football. That's a lot for a lead play-by-play guy on a national product to say that about an NFL team owner. So we had a situation with the Carolina Panthers with Jerry Richardson where 
I don't want to say he was overtly forced to sell the team, but it, that, there was pressure there. I sure. think it's fair to say. Sure. Given some of his misogynistic and, and racist views, he, there was pressure for him to sell the Panthers. Yes. Okay. And Jerry Richardson, as you've pointed out, was a was a company guy. Yeah. Had he, the he, shield on the, the midfield logo at Bank of America Stadium. Didn't even went so far as didn't even put his own team's logo at midfield. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was a good soldier. Dan Snyder is definitely the old guy right now mm-hmm. with the X axis chart and the Y axis, and he's going screw around and find out. Yes, because that's what's going on right now. Now he's overtly threatening the league and the owners. Oh, I got dirt on you. Mm-hmm. I've got you. And he's basically daring them to take the team away from him. Yeah. Are they going to do it? No. I wouldn't challenge. I bet you they do. I bet you Roger Goodell does. They won't do it because they won't do it for a couple of reasons. Okay. And one of them was actually laid out in this Don Van Nata piece on ESPN where they said as much as they cannot stand Dan Snyder, there's one thing he can do to make everybody happy, and that's find a new stadium, build a new stadium, find a new revenue stream, give Jerry Jones another avenue for Legends Entertainment to make money off of. That's the base level of what NFL owners want. They just want to make money. But who's going to make, like make a deal with Dan Snyder at this point? Well, that's the other issue. The best-case scenario for the Washington Commanders is that there's a concerted effort by local you know, advertisers, municipalities, you know, we're not going to fund your stadium, that kind of stuff. Much like what happened with Robert Sarver and the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. where the NBA wasn't going to try to make a move on him. It was uh, essentially the board I of say, the Suns, the yeah, board of the Suns yeah. and advertisers saying, we're yeah. not going to do this. I say you mess here. around and find out. You want to know why? You want to know why? This jabroni, he couldn't even get a great nickname for his team. He couldn't even go Suge Knight and hold somebody over the balcony and get the monuments yeah. or get the presidents. We should have or get kept any, it at football team, honestly. Or, or go, th- this guy is so inept, he couldn't even do that. Well, He couldn't even get a real nickname that he wanted because because somebody out there was squatting on the on the URL and the, the patent. You do bring up a good point, though. About, He's weak. About, but the NFL is also weak despite the fact you have multiple instances in which they can get past these things and people will still watch it. What possible dirt – could Dan no, you, no, no, no. You look at Washington's attendance and you look at what he's done to that franchise and how he's eroded oh, it's the fan base and the season ticket sales. It's it's crazy. It's terrible. But if you're the NFL and there's this threat of, like, well, I'm going to expose you, are we talking about more John Gruden type things? Is that what they're worried about? Are they worried about emails being exposed? I mean, Roger Goodell has survived countless instances of people not being happy with him. Sure. From how they've handled sexual abuse cases, how he's handled things like deflate gate, concussions, all these other things. What dirt could he possibly have outside of, I don't know, some photos? On the senator's son? Right. No, stop. Come on now. No. Like Not I just really. don't I just don't see these I mean a lot Jerry but, Jones but, Jerry Jones has a reputation of the party animal. Do you think Jerry Jones cares what might actually get out about him? He'll laugh it off. This is a man who says you're circumcising the mosquito on a broadcast. That man doesn't care. No. So Stan Kroenke did what to St. Louis? They don't care. So I'm really at a loss as to what it could possibly be that Dan Snyder has. Now, this is something that Dan Snyder is notorious for doing. He has these dossiers. He has this opposition research on things. He's done it in D.C. Um, I don't know if it's going to – 
Robert Kraft. What did Robert Kraft do? He's good. Guy went to a massage parlor. He's good. So, again, I'm, I'm really just kind of curious as to what it is that he thinks he has that would get NFL owners to freak out. Well, here's the other thing that Daniel Snyder has done. He's broken Ron Rivera, the head coach. Here's Ron Rivera after the game. They won. By the way, Washington won this game. But you wouldn't know it by the way that Ron Rivera was handling the press conference. He was asked questions about Dan Snyder and the report that came out on ESPN. He was also asked about Carson Wentz because part of that story was about how the Carson Wentz acquisition was a Dan Snyder move, that I need a franchise quarterback. So his thought was to go out and get Carson Wentz. Here's which, yeah, here is Ron Rivera. I'm going to speak my mind for a second. For honestly, uh, it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their off. They have. They play their off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all the stuff and they got to deal with it. I get that. And I respect them for that because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, bull. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at indianapolis okay and that's what pisses me off because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time so there's so many things about that there's a lot now now listen first of all one of the most popular coaches in the nfl ron rivera certainly with the media so that part you know he is broken but the, the him with the analytics like I'm not sure analytics are on sheets of paper anymore. No. So, <laughs> we actually, actually, I want to, uh, actually, I think at this point we should probably do a ceremony to burn the phrase analytics. It's well, used, football, it's used yeah, as a catch-all. Misused. It's yeah. misused as a catch-all for all sorts of things that has nothing to do with anything. So here's the problem with Ron. He got well, caught. I was going to say he burned his own guy down. He, right. That's, that's, so, that's issue, that's, so that's issue number one. You know, the young man. Carson Wentz is not a young man. He's a grown-ass man, number one. This is his third team. Plus, there's a track record with Carson Wentz. What has happened with the three stops he's been at? In Philadelphia, he's they not went very popular with his teammates. Philadelphia wasn't popular with his teammates. They went with big Nick Magic. They win a Super Bowl. They try to make that a thing after the fact. And what they end up doing? Alienating the team, coming back to Foles and getting back in the playoffs. There and then go. Wentz basically cutting ties with Wentz. So they, uh, Frank Reich takes a flyer on him. He's like, I know this guy. This classic, classic football notion. I can fix him. So he brings it to he, – he gets brought to Indianapolis. How'd that work out? For one year? they made, they made No, they didn't make the playoffs. So, no, it did not go well. Plus there was COVID drama. Sure. And oh, he wasn't liked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then they move on from him. The guy, it's the gambling parlance, right? He's a yeah. cooler. He's the, the man bush. is a cooler. Yes. Okay? So I, Ron Rivera knew this. Ron on Monday said the truth. Hey, yeah. what's going on in your division where these three teams are better than you and you're dead last? And he just said quarterback. He was right. Now, he had to apologize for saying the quiet part out loud. But this business about, like, oh, yeah, I was the guy who wanted him, that's Ron having to be the meat shield for Dan Snyder again. And that's where I'll close this. Poor Ron knew what he was getting into, so I don't take it. I don't feel too bad for him. Mm-hmm. Full Don Draper, that's what the money is for. But the minute they hired him, he was positioned as a guy who was supposed to be the beacon of light for the Washington football team. That this was a man that could be able to cleanse all the Dan Snyder grossness. Guys, 
that's a stain you can't get out. That's something you're just going to have to toss. That's the Washington Commanders. And as good as a guy of Ron Rivera might be, he can't overcome that stuff, and he's broken now. And he's what? Who? Gibbs? Broken. Shanahan? Shanahan? Broken. Hell, he broke Steve Spurrier. <laughs> well, Steve Spurrier probably kind of broke himself too, but that's another matter altogether. He probably should have been golfing. So I'm, I'm not suggesting that I'm trying to dry out a little bit from this past weekend. No, you absolutely are, but, but, but okay. But while you're excited about the Mick Ultra over yeah, here, a little yeah. beer-flavored beer. And little Tito's. There's a youngster over here that has a bomb pop. I, I have never been so jealous of someone in my life. What is a bomb pop? A rocket pop. The red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I now. mean, you're going to get one when the show ends? I don't know where she got it. Get that one on the road? My guess is it comes from one of the food trucks here at the Food Truck Friday at the SAS Championship here at Prestonwood Country Club. I would pay a handsome fee for a bomb pop right now. All right, well, my guess is if you – I'm pretty sure I know where you get them from at one of the dessert Those are trucks. not even, like, the single ones. Those are, like, the legit bomb pops. When was the last time you had one of those? Of the legit one? Yeah. It's been a minute because in the grocery store, they only sell you those little singles. So uh, when I was in Austin for my brother's bachelor party uh, a few months ago, there was a ice cream truck that randomly appeared as we were walking to one of the bars. At night? Uh, it was in the middle of the afternoon. Oh, okay. And they had Choco Tacos. I was going to say it makes sense. It's 8 bazillion degrees in yeah, Austin uh, uh, whenever you I was going to say, it didn't really matter how cold the beer might have been, how many Lone Stars I might have had. That Choco Taco hit really, really well in a sweaty, sweaty day. So the Carolina Panthers' job is open. Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, is going to – He's going to do an admirable job, I think, but I think most of us understand that he doesn't really have a chance at that job. And David Tepper is going to go after the shiny object. That shiny object is Sean Payton. Um, of course, there is the whole Saints angle to it, and I'm sure that David Tepper would, cut it, would find a way to cut a deal to make that happen. But there's been this pushback as to just how good of a job the Panthers' job is. And this is where I have to remind people there's only 32 of them. Yeah. Yeah, th this isn't college football. <laughs> right. this, this isn't like, oh, why would you ever take the Minnesota job or the yeah. Nebraska? No, guys. Like, this, even the Texans had people want to take their job. This, yes, it, there are only thirty-two of them now. In in terms of where the job would rank, given a top-tier coach and how he would slot his order of desired places, the Carolina Panthers might not rank high. But again, the reasons why they might not rank high are not for the reasons I think some people are trying to portray it, as in the owner. Like, people make a big deal about Jerry Jones mm -hmm. and how, oh, man, why would you want to go work with Jerry Jones? He's, you know, he's got his hands and everything. He's the star. Right, but it's the Dallas Cowboys, and it's a job that people covet. They'll be able to put up with that. All right, well, the same applies to David Tepper. There's only 32 of them. David Tepper's got the money, and while he might be kind of boisterous and everything else, he's not all that different from any other owner in the NFL at this point. So what makes the job desirable then? To me, it's about assets. It's about what are you selling? What do the Carolina Panthers have? Right now, they don't have a quarterback. It's the reason why Matt Rule ultimately got fired. Yeah, but they might have a draft pick that could get them the right quarterback. That's where the Jaguars became a desirable job Correct. there for a bit. Of course, they made the mistake of giving that job to <laughs> Urban Meyer. But, yes, they had the number one pick in the draft. That becomes a de desirable position for a coach that wants to build a new, you know, build something around that franchise. 
I don't think the Panthers' roster is all that far off, to be it, honest with you. It's not. The, defensively, the Panthers' roster has an identity. The question is, how much of that do you want to sell off to gain what you don't have and what coaches also like, draft picks? Because that's the one thing that the Carolina Panthers are lacking right now, uh, overall draft picks to truly rebuild what you're trying to do. And that's the other mistake, too, that this next coach is going to have to understand for the Carolina Panthers it's a hell of a lot more of a rebuild than you initially thought, and it's a reset because three years ago they should have started the rebuild. Uh, yeah, but it's again, there. this isn't Northwestern in the 1980s. I like, understand. You, you, the NFL, you can sprinkle and add water. There's such a thing as free agency. Yeah. There's such a thing as hitting not only in that first pick but that third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Every time the Panthers have been to the Super Bowl, it's been in years where those rookie classes, third, fourth, fifth rounds, produce front-line players for them. To college football, NC State versus Syracuse on the road. I'm at the Carrier Dome. I'm still going to call it the, t- sure. the Carrier Dome. Darn it. I think NC State's got this one. Defense, and they'll have a good offensive game plan with Jack Chambers. Uh, Jack Chambers. Yeah, courses make courses. I think NC Syracuse has been a good matchup for NC State. I think you'll see their defense play the way that they need to play to win the game. I think Carolina is, un- unfortunately for Duke, that's been dealing with some injury issues and things have kind of fallen back to earth. You're seeing just how much Mike Elko has to rebuild with the Duke program after a nice Now that's start. a rebuild, yes. That, to <laughs> me, I think we're going to see that on Saturday night at Wallace Wade where Carolina's offense is going to put up some numbers. It's, Whatever the over is, take it. Yeah, it's hard to trade paint with the heels, and uh, I think they're in the right position take advantage of the Coastal Division. I think they will win the Coastal Division.